Hello humans, hello humans, how you doing? Early in the morning, it's like, uh, what is it? It's 8.17 on the uh, 2nd of August. Today is Lake 99 Day, LK99. So um, a couple of Korean guys, scientist fellows, were futzing around and mixing with some stuff and they came up with this material uh, you know I mean they actually designed the experiment they designed the mix it was not happenstance but they came up with a material that's now been labeled as LK-99 and LK-99 is a superconductor and this is a um, one uh, it's like the whole first holy grail of superconductors okay it's uh, room temperature and ambient pressure uh, superconductor and it sim simply sits there and floats in the presence of a magnetic field and it does so because of um, the nature of the crystal at its core and so if you thought of a crystal in whatever shape as in this case as having uh, four points uh, these four points those that are directly opposite each other uh, form a um, internal matrix within the material itself such that from every aspect, uh, every view, so to speak, it repels um, or is repelled by a magnetic field or an electromagnetic field. So even in the presence of an electrical field, uh, this substance reacts and wants to float. So we've got our um, room temperature, ambient pressure, um, superconductor that has been duplicated. So today is a big day uh, because uh, LK99 was invented like, uh, I think maybe, well, three or four months ago it started coming out that it, that it was available, that people had messed with it, right? Then everybody got real excited a couple of weeks ago and a lot of people have been trying to uh, replicate the formula. And today we have uh, someone claiming to have replicated the formula, formula and indeed it does perform as the um, uh, Korean scientist had claimed. So this is good. This is all good. Uh, and the the superconductors, oh man, you don't know what this is going to mean for us. Okay, so um, this will, uh, the first uh, ambient temperature, ambient pressure, and that's what we've actually got here is not simply room temperature, but ambient. So uh, the characteristics that I've looked at uh, relative to, to LK99, relative to um, temperature and its performance, uh, seems to indicate that this would be a an ambient pressure or ambient temperature just like ambient pressure. So pressure is a function, uh, pressure in our environment is a function of um, temperature, or rather it, it reacts to temperature, right? It's not a directly controlled by it or anything, but it certainly uh, impacts how pressure is uh, generated in the natural environment. Uh, so this gets a little bit tricky in the science, but it's not necessary that we go very deep into it. But the idea is that um, an ambient temperature um, superconductor would float in the presence of an electrical or magnetic field, regardless of what the temperature at the time of its exposure. 
Uh, this has not been the case with the superconductors we've had so far because they've been they've had to have been created at huge amounts of pressure and um, uh, have to basically work at super uh, cooled conditions. So they don't work if it's like room temperature. Uh, you know, you'd have to super cool the bugger until, um, you know, minus umpty 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 degree in order to get the things to work. Now we've got one that is uh, repelling an electromagnetic field or a magnetic field uh, hovering within it um, and is operating as though all the uh, magnetic pressures on it are equal. We don't know yet, or I, I have no way of validating whether that's the case. I don't think they've got big enough samples to start destroying it to see if there's uh, activity within it when exposed to the magnetic field, which is the only way you're going to be able to tell if it's at an equal uh, response, no matter what the angle. That's that's sort of a key thing. It's not critical, but it means that um, you've got the true holy grail if that is the case. Okay, so uh, one thing is that we could replace, you know, uh, all these giant electrical uh, lines that are all over the country with little thin, super hard wires uh, that would carry far more juice. Um, Everybody, or the general public, assumes that electricity travels inside the wires. And that's not the case, all right? Electricity uh, uh, travels across and crawls across uh, the external uh, surface of wire, of, of conductors. Hang on a second, got to tank up. Heading inland and going to do my shopping, I need the coffee to get get me through it all anyway so um at room temperature or ambient temperature which means you could use it in space wouldn't matter what the temperature is nor would it matter that the uh you were in a changing temperature environment say going from cold to hot or hot to cold it's not going to affect you so most of the superconductors all of the superconductors prior to lk99 if you altered the temperature, they would uh, no longer function as a superconductor. And you, as I say, it required vast quantities of pressure just to create the thing. Uh, this is not the case with LK99. So you could just theoretically, I mean, it's a little bit complicated to make it, but the formula is out there. Uh, you could get the materials yourself and start messing with it. It's not a, um, you know, it's not risky. You're not going to blow yourself up or anything trying to create it mostly. Um, so we could, you know, you could have people making this shit in their backyard. Uh, anyway, so that's going to be a huge boon to us because we could replace all of those giant electrical cables with micro thin wire, uh, made out of this stuff. We wouldn't have to consume vast quantities of copper. You'd be able to, uh, recreate computers, um, with a tracery that would be almost invisible. So we could get to the point where we could create the um, Roswell spaceships that were shot down, crashed, or whatever the fuck, uh, we can re now we with a room temperature or ambient temperature, ambient pressure uh, superconductor, we can recreate those, right? So you could theoretically uh, have a uh, microfine wire, like, you know, less than, an, say, a 32nd of an inch across, and maybe it's going to have to have even at a 32nd of an inch, so about, you know, the size of a human hair or smaller in diameter, and it may need to have, uh, you know, a half of, um, of an inch or more of plastic insulation around it, just so you know where the thing is, right? 
Um, probably will also have to do something uh, towards its um, not breaking within its insulation. The insulation is not for uh, temperature and so forth, just for basically physical damage kind of thing to it because uh, superconductors are uh, at their service level somewhat fragile. Anyway, so you could replace all of our giant electrical cables with these microfine wires so we wouldn't use vast quantities of copper. Be able to redo computer chips, uh, remake uh, computer boards, the tracery is going to be just almost non-existent uh, for the loads it's going to carry, uh, which means we can have um, uh, flexible computers so you could make a computer uh, you know, in, out of cloth, basically superconducting cloth, so you could wear your computer at that level. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, plus we'll have floating RVs and, and uh, you know, little tiny wafers you uh, put under the largest load and then you just um, apply a little bit of electricity <coughs> to elevate it and then you, you push it around. It doesn't weigh anything at that stage because the weight's been taken by the superconductor. So uh, all kinds of things are going to happen now that we've got this LK99 out there and that uh, the formula has been released and people are starting to mess around with it. Uh, the scientist guys now pretty soon will get into the hobbyists and then it's really going to take off because the hobbyists are usually guys that have a you know a specific purpose right so in that sense I would be a hobbyist so I would want to make a um, bunch of this LK99 and go put it around my uh, old GMC uh, motorhome right so I got a 1970 eight uh, GMC uh, motorhome here, uh, 26 feet. So um, I could wrap this, wrap it in this uh, material, make sure it's all riveted in place and stuff so it doesn't fall off, and then uh, go float about, right? Uh, and, and basically work out the mechanisms of having a floating RV. Once I can get the RV to float, then it's an issue of, you know, how do you propel it? Uh, because you should be able to, with a superconductor, here's the thing about that. Uh, you should be able to alter the electrical field, so to speak, ahead of it, the direction you want to go, and it would fall into that area. So, in a sense, um, you, you have the electrical uh, superconductor. It floats because you create a 360-degree, uh, you know, a, a bubble that surrounds it in electricity and it's reacting to the electricity and it's going to find its stasis point within the middle of that electrical bubble. Now if you altered that electricity and you would uh, decrease it in one area, uh, the, in the superconductor in a sense is going to try and fall into that decreased electrical field area because the electrical field will sort of push it that direction, the other non-altered electrical field. So then we start getting to the point where we can manipulate the electrical field and of course we will use LK99 as the um, um, the conductors within our electrical field but also uh, the like emitters of that electrical field uh, around it so theoretically we could paint my uh, GMC with this uh, material and um, uh, then it would float and then I would be able to you know use a Little, little points of electricity that may extend out through it and alter an electrical field on the outside of it and thus it would have a tendency to think of, of the area that I've altered as being down and so gravity would, would 
take over and it would fall into that area. And you would stop it from falling by increasing the electrical field in that area, which would repulse the LK99 and put it into a state of stasis relative to the electrical fields that are around it. And so we truly have our, our floating RVs. And, uh, you know, absent uh, catastrophic, uh, you know, getting struck by a missile or something, absent that sort of thing, uh, you shouldn't even really be able to, like, fall, right? So as long as you had even a little bit of magnetic field or uh, electrical field, if your LK-99 craft is uh, structured appropriately, it, at, at most, it would gently rock its way down to Earth as it settled through the various different layers of Earth's magnetic field. It's going to be repelled by all of those, or put into a point of um, equidistant stasis on all of those. So, it could be quite fascinating to uh, start playing with the LK-99 and uh, look into its chemical formula and seeing how much of it you can, you know, do at home, that sort of thing. I haven't, I haven't examined the construction of it, so it may require, you know, um, uh, heat to fuse these materials, etc., etc. I don't know what, what is the particulars of its creation. But, from what brief... Um, descriptions I've read of it in the laboratory, it's not that big of a deal. And so uh, we'll see. And also, now that we've got the stuff, there's going to be refinements made to the process of its creation. And uh, hopefully then we'll start getting into, you know, big LK-99 and then LK-99 variants, uh, get into major production of it. And uh, here we go, sci-fi world. So maybe... Uh, the invention of LK-99, but today for sure, the confirmation that it does perform as described uh, is probably, so today we could say, well, probably today is the, the anniversary date, the date of incept for sci-fi world, because we now have our room temperature superconductors, and with this we can do so much, right? Not only spaceships, we can eliminate rockets, we can eliminate... Um, uh, you could eliminate pollution in the sense you could have LK-99 power your car. You wouldn't need a, um, uh, a gas engine kind of a thing, a little, little battery and an electric field ahead of you, an electric field behind you. And uh, even so, you could just you know keep gravity as it is, roll on the tires, and just make the um, LK-99 think there's a gravity well ahead of the way you want to go, and it'll sort of fall that direction. Uh, so it'd be a, uh, there'd probably be some moving parts, but very few moving parts in order to create a, um, an engine with this, you know, and, uh, superconducting trains that, you know, put those on the train tracks and you got, uh, you know, high speed rail, uh, really high speed rail. And you could do it such that no matter what happened, the LK-99 could not lift off of the uh, tracks by more than X number of inches, uh, and there would be a barrier on the other side of that, which would be created by the LK-99 itself, both in the train and on the track itself, such that um, it would be like a, uh, a built-in safety kind of a thing, right? That if there was a tendency for the train to want to depart the track because of speed or um, some kind of an accident, the actual track and the train itself would uh, work, uh, cooperate uh, to defeat that that push 
uh, away from it. So LK99 is going to be some pretty cool stuff here. Um, so the um, uh, it's coincident that uh, during this period of time of the initial rush here of LK99 into our social order, I've also come across or discovered the um, potential that I'm correct about the Patanjali's uh, Yoga Sutras not being about yoga, stretching, enlightenment, any of that. Uh, so we have to consider something here. Uh, Patanjali's Yoga Sutras are one of the oldest, uh, let's just call it religious, um, production books around. Uh, you know, they don't really know how old it is. There is an oral tradition for it, which is why you have several different versions. <clears throat> Most of them have solidified around a version of Patanjali's sutras that is, um, I think, from like, uh, let's just say, uh, in the last uh, 4,000 years, right? But there's there were oral traditions for this um, and previous versions that, that appear to go back many more thousands of years than that. So there's no way we can ascertain the um, point of origin of the Yoga Sutras uh, in previous forms of Sanskrit. And there was a, uh, a pre-Sanskrit pre version, um, let me what they call it, Samskara, Samskara, I think. Um, anyway, it uh, probably goes back pre-last cycle, so well over 13 or 14,000 years old linguistically, and that language is the uh, root language that was used in the previous cycle by those people uh, that did all of the great engineering and stuff for in India, but also in in areas like uh, Angkor Wat and all of these kind of things. So bear in mind here, by the way, that uh, LK99 is a superconductor. It's going to look a little bit like stone or granite or something. It's a just sort of gray material. You'd be able to do things like, like we see with the Tartarians, okay? You could put the superconductor on your building. Maybe you can just paint it on, I don't know. And it's going to pull electricity out of the air. It's going to, to, you know, if it's affixed to a building and it's less than is required to lift the building um, in those kind of operations, then uh, we're going to find that um, the uh, material itself uh, would be able to be used as a sort of electrical generator in the sense of being able to paint it on all of your spires and this sort of thing and conduct the electricity down to where you need it. And it's just going to pick up ambient uh, ionization and static electricity in the air and you can be able to use it uh, because of the nature of the uh, superconductor wanting to have um, equilibrium with all of the fields around it, it will aid as uh, a device in achieving that equilibrium for itself, even if that, you know, and especially for us, that means we would rake off this ambient level of electricity, you know, to, to run lights or whatever, right? So anyway, quite, quite fascinating about the uh, appearance of it. I'm going to go ahead over the next probably month or so, order what I can to um, 
and see what I need in the way of equipment. It may not really be possible for me to start making this shit now because my office is all filled with construction equipment and and supplies and stuff so I can get at fixing the house. So uh, just basically, here's what happened. Uh, I relocated in uh, 2018. I was dying from cancer. Everything was, I didn't, I didn't know I was dying from cancer. I knew I was dying. I was not, not well, right? I'd, I'd lost vast quantities of weight. They couldn't find anything wrong with me, but I, and they kept telling me what the stupid doctors, you know, one doctor says, oh, it's your liver. And then this other doctor says it's this, that, or the other thing, right? None of which actually worked out. And then I, uh, in 2018, I say, okay, I got to get my wife settled. I got to do things for her because I'm not going to last, right? I doubt I would last the year, which was true. I didn't last all of 2018. But anyway, so 2017, we buy this property. I get a contractor in there, but because I'm dying, I cannot afford to take time to allow him to go through it and, and do all of these various different things, right? We had a big, long list. And then it turns out the bastard... Um, uh, you know, uh, shortchanged me, so to speak, using in inferior materials and doing shoddy work. So there's a lot of shit I got to do to repair this house that had been basically remodeled in 2018. But the nature of the work that the guy did is shit. And so I've got a lot of a lot of things I've got to do, you know, regretfully, right? I just didn't want to take my time to do this, but here it is. And I've got to <laughs> go do it. So my my office is all filled with the uh, materials I'm going to be using and uh, this sort of thing. And the office itself, also done by this guy, has serious structural problems with it. Um, I don't know what, basically it's rotting. I don't know where the moisture is coming in or what, what's going on, but the whole floor is running out. So I can't, um, and the, the office had been turned into a studio and a warehouse. And now all of the material in the warehouse is all shifting because the floor is rotting out from underneath it. And so it's all collapsing down to the underlying subfloor. Um, real royal pain, let me tell you. And did not intend to get into it, but that's what's going to be this year into next. So basically all through winter. Just going to have to, to grit the teeth and do it. I've got my guy... Kale acting as my general contractor and getting shit done for me and we're getting crews and stuff but still it's going to be a royal pain you know it's just not easy in a small house and we've got like I think there's 1600 feet in it uh, it's not easy in a small house to have both uh, to be able to live there and have work done on it right especially when we're talking about having to reduce ceilings and all different kinds of stuff because of um, uh, stupid decisions that he made with plumbing that didn't work out, right? So anyway, I'm not really pissed about that, uh, about the all of that that was done while I was, was dying. That was a previous iteration of me. I had to do it at the time. Decisions had to be made the way they were. And now I just have to deal with the aftermath of that. In any event, though, so this will put some... Uh, distance between myself and the ability to go on a, out into my little office, which was going to be my lab and had been my lab for a while, uh, and to set things up and and produce some LK99 and start playing with this stuff. But that's uh, maybe I can get at that this winter. Maybe we can do a big push and get a lot of this stuff uh, on the house done uh, before the weather 
uh, sets in and and uh, uh, clamps down on us. Anyway, though, so I will start pursuing the LK99, but I'm not going to be alone. There's going to be potentially millions of people fucking with this shit and uh, discovering stuff, taking variants, you know, creating variants of it that have uh, different characteristics. And I think we really are off to the races now. Uh, as humanity is going to be moving into sci-fi world now that we have the, the science fiction component of it, right? The, the ambient temperature, ambient pressure, um, superconductor. So anyway, good times at that level. Yeah, the rest of the world's going to hell. You know, um, people are still dying from the shots and uh, they're still trying to push it. We're still fighting the... Uh, stupid fucking communists that have taken over all of this kind of stuff. However, universe seems to be uh, providing uh, uh, incentives and uh, reinforcement to our progress in all of these other areas as well now as the sci-fi part of it all. So anyway, so we're going to get to working on our... Um, on our floaty RV here pretty quick. So just watching some major equipment, doing some stuff in an area that uh, hadn't had anything mucked with for some time. I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, guys, so uh, take care. I'll do another one of these on the way out. But LK99, look it up. It's quite exciting. It's going to change your world.